0: Alright, we are back after a brief hiatus with Episode 4 of the First Place Losers Podcast. With you, I'm Matt Lagana, And I'm Logan Eilers. We are back, and Logan, with two weeks until the NFL draft, we decided that we're going to do an NFL mock draft special
1: today. Yeah, um, due to any, um, any uh, personal issues or uh, situations between me and Matt, we decided to make the uh, mock draft special uh, this week. Next week we are college students. We have our finals next week, so just in case, yes, if sir. studying gets into the way too much, uh, we're recording it here. Uh, two weeks away from the draft, and I, I I just get more anxious. I know. I mean, for a Jags fan, I'm waiting for that number one overall pick and for Goodell to say the draft is open. I know. I am very. I know you're excited to see who they they pick. Oh, I wonder who they pick. <laughs> um,
0: more more for me though. I think that the more that that we get to explore the draft, and we, see, we get to see the pro days and the interviews and the workouts unfold, um, just to see the number of possibilities that keep opening up here, mm. um, and the number of crazy things that could potentially happen as we go down to the wire here. Uh, I know that both you and I we haven't shared our mock drafts with one another yet.
1: No, we haven't. Um,
0: but you know, both of us have already said to one another that there's kind of some crazy things that happen here, um, and. You know, I'm not going to go into mine too much and spoil it yet, and I don't think you are either. But
1: mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to sharing that for sure. Oh, absolutely! This is this for for the listeners watching. This is like the first time we could really open our minds to how we would act as NFL GMs, especially on one of the most important days in the NFL uh, calendar year, and that is Draft Day. Um, yeah, uh, don't be Sonny Weaver if you saw the movie Draft Day. Good, it's a good movie.
0: I honestly can't it's say very, I've seen it.
1: <laughs> it. Oh, you've never seen it? No, I haven't. Oh, I that, haven't. That is a goal. Um, I have to here. at least
0: explain the reference a little bit.
1: Yeah, so um, uh, it, you just have to um, watch the movie. It's a really good movie. That's if you fair. have not seen it, uh, Kevin Costner acts as the GM for the Cleveland Browns, and he has a lot of shady things. And do the Browns succeed? The movie says yes, but um, in, in real real life, reality, yeah. They, I mean, now, now they have. But back in 2015, you know, not so much. That's kind of where we're at now,
0: honestly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And, you know, the cycle of life, I guess.
1: Yep. All right, moving into um, the biggest news that happened between our hiatus is, of course, the three-team trade between the Dolphins, 49ers, and Eagles that truly shook up what the first part of the draft is going to look like. I'm going to go over the details real quick. So, first, we had news to break that the Dolphins traded all the way back to 12 with the 49ers. The Niners would go all the way up to three, presumably to take a quarterback. The Dolphins got... The 12th pick, uh, the Niners pick next year, um, a third-round pick next year, and then another a Niners 2023 first-round pick, which is a lot. That is two additional first-round picks to jump nine spots to have, you know, your third pick of the litter at quarterback. That already looked like a golden trade for the Dolphins, just Absolutely. considering.
0: Um, I mean, this was, a, this was my perspective on it at first anyways, and I know there's more to that, mm-hmm. um, but I'll just get into this first. I mean, just knowing the season that they had last year and f- um, just the brilliance of them to have, to have been able to land the third overall pick with the uh, with the prior Houston, trade to Houston. yeah. Um, and so now to trade down to 12, they don't really need a, one of these players that's going to go at three. We know that this is going to be a quarterback-heavy draft, and we know that all the teams at the top are... Are looking quarterbacks, so really mm-hmm. Miami is is was already making a great move here by trading that at 12
1: yeah uh, that's how my uh, idea was like okay they're trading back nine spots getting two first-round picks which is you know what you want I would like to have my team to constantly have two first-round picks every mm-hmm. year and that was my mindset for the for the 20 minutes after it was really <laughs> 20 and minutes 20 minutes later uh, it turns out the Dolphins traded back up to six with the Eagles Uh, The Dolphins got the number 6 pick and the 2021 fifth round pick from the Eagles. The Eagles turned it down to 12. Uh, They got a 4th round pick, and they got the Dolphins pick next year for 2022. So next year, the Dolphins will have one pick, and it will be the 49ers pick. Um, For the Dolphins, they're playing Madden at this point. They they really are.
0: They went into franchise mode. They put it on intermediate. They put the, the parameters for trading with the CPU very, very low, and they're just playing with the rest of the league here. Um, I mean, essentially just getting a first-rounder for free right there.
1: Yeah, they are um, they trade back three spots to get a first-round pick, and out of their situation, they still get you know first pick of the litter, who they kind of want. Exactly. So it was a great move. Eagles, a little questionable, but honestly, um, I can see why. Uh, get future draft capital. Uh, The Dolphins' pick next year will probably be in the low to mid 20s in the first round, which is still, you know, it's still first round pick. Uh, This was just a quick way for the Eagles to get more draft capital, really help the rebuild, and you know, let them let them not be forced to make a wrong decision. Just wait for a guy to fall if possible, and just take them at 12. Totally agree. It is a little bit of a shame because at
0: first it does look like the Eagles are essentially punting here on a high draft pick where they could have gotten a. Star player, but when you really think about it, um, you know, dra- uh, trading down to twelve, they've still got the pick of the litter at one of these three big wide receivers in my eyes. Maybe uh, between Smith, Waddle, and, and Jamar Chase. Jamar um, <laughs> So you know, and I, and the obvious purpose is to gain more draft picks rather than better ones. Yeah. And you know, for for a team that really needs um, to shed some contracts, build some new guys right now, this serves them well in my opinion. Yeah.
1: I mean, the biggest winner of this trade is Jalen Hurts, knowing that, well, I'm not going to have a quarterback competition this year. Uh, actually, no, he's got Joe Flacco, and Joe Flacco is not a backup. He, he will take the starting job. Hey, Joe Flacco thinks that he is still elite. He <laughs> believes, and hey, that's not a bad thing. Let him yeah. believe.
0: And hey, maybe he proves him wrong. Yep. J- Joe Flacco season.
1: I mean, hey, I mean, who knows, man? Uh, going from one former Jets quarterback to now another former Jets quarterback, Sam Darnold was traded to the Carolina Panthers for three draft picks. Uh, it was a second round pick next year. I think it was a fourth this year and a third next year, or something like something that. something along was, those lines. The second round, uh, the second next round pick year. next
0: year being, in my eyes, the the, yep. the key piece
1: here. Uh, Six rounder, and this year, um, and then a second and fourth next year. So okay,
0: okay, those are the Ooh. final details, and. You know, I think that, again, I think that here it serves both teams really well. Um, You know, first of all, the Jets and Sam Darnold were just a match that was not meant to be. It's like that ex-girlfriend that everybody knows that you shouldn't get back with or you shouldn't (laughs) stay with, I'd rather. (laughs) Um, You know, all your friends are telling you that, like, she's causing you problems in life and, you know, you're just not doing well with her and you just don't want to let go of her. And so the Jets finally did that with Sam Darnold here. And you know they didn't get back two first rounders in return, but more but than you more than you thought you would have. They they have something that they can turn into a quality player next year, plus the third and the sixth rounder as a, well.
1: A second round pick is very very valuable. to exactly. Darnold. Exactly. Like I thought, Darnold would be just the fourth and the sixth. That's what I would probably give up for Darnold, and the Panthers threw a second round in there. Um, kudos to the Jets. I mean, y'all did have a thing for. Um, for USC quarterbacks, after Mark Sanchez, <laughs> you go after and take Sam Darnold, and because of this, if the Jets do take quarterback at number two, which we're pretty much uh, assuming, it'll be the first team since nineteen uh, in the common draft era, which is nineteen sixty seven, that uh, a team selects two quarterbacks within the top three within four years. It's a damn that, shame. <laughs> it's a shame. Hey, Hopefully, I mean, you may draft. I mean, you have number two. I mean, so. Whoever, in your, I mean, you're taking, in your eyes, the second best quarterback in the draft. Unless you truly think the guy you're taking at number two is better than Trevor Lawrence. P.S. No freaking way.
0: All right. <laughs> I, I, I unfortunately have to stay with you there. Um, and I think that the consensus has increasingly become, obviously, that mm-hmm. Zach Wilson is uh, the second overall pick here, QB2. Um, again, say what you want about the competition if you are a Zach Wilson doubter, but... I mean, just watching him, you know that he can flat-out play, he can flat-out uh, read defenses, he can flat-out just make great decisions on the field. Uh, so I'm happy with the Jets and their decision to co- really commit to him more here. And mm-hmm. on the flip side, let's talk about Carolina for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, Carolina gets a fresh start with a young, promising quarterback who really does need a fresh start right now and just a new Uh, offense to build around.
1: Yeah, Darnold could do really well in the Joe Brady system. I mean, also, uh, the Panthers just don't want Teddy to start next year. And, you know, Darnold is a good experimental year, you know. I mean, they did take his fifth option, so Sam Darnold is on the books for the Panthers for the next two years. I mean, might as well have a little experiment, see what you can do. Um, I'm more in favor of just playing with Sam Darnold more than Teddy Bridgewater because when I watch Sam Darnold, um, it was a lot of him being in the wrong place. I feel like the system was just not right for him. And maybe with Joe Brady, um, he can, you know, actually blossom to what he's supposed to do and lead the Panthers to a potential playoff run this year. I think that not only does he have the potential to do that within
0: the Joe Brady system, um, but I mean also just looking around the, the talent core that Sam Darnold now going to have around him.
1: Yeah, better receivers. Uh,
0: you know, the Jets always lacked talent. We have always lacked. Um, true offensive players. I mean, Le'Veon Bell was the biggest bet we made in years, and he ended up being a total bust. Yeah. Um, but now you go over to Carolina, you've got a you've got two speedy guys in Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. Running. Reuniting with Robbie Anderson. Reuniting too. with Robbie Anderson. Uh, <laughs> might I add? Yeah. David um, Moore
1: also from the Seahawks. They signed to replace Curtis. Correct. Samuel. Correct. As well as obviously the
0: offensive prowess of Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Uh, coming back from injury, uh, you know. He's got the potential when now that he has some real weapons at his side, and uh, I, w- I wouldn't even be mad to see him succeed there, just because I knew that it it wasn't the jet it was the Jets it was the Jets' fault why he wasn't succeeding with us. You know, it was nothing mm. against him, uh, so I'd be okay with that. And so again, great trade for both sides.
1: Yeah, uh, it's man, it just cur- very it's just gonna be very weird seeing Sam Darnold in uh, the black and teal when three or four years ago we saw him in maroon and in gold with the usc trojans it's gonna be a very interesting look i kind of like the look uh the panthers fans kind of like the deal panthers teammates uh really like the deal and we're gonna to have to see how that plays out um another news and that was gonna be the news that was the new segment planned uh two days prior mm-hmm. um and then yesterday we had two big stories uh the first one's not going to be as big as the other, but Avion Clowney signed a one-year deal to the Cleveland Browns for $10 million. I mean, now you got the Cleveland Browns with just a deadly, deadly pass rush. You know, this is adding on the addition of Tack McKinley, too, over the offseason. This is a scary, scary I defense mean, yeah. now in Cleveland
0: to <sighs> now add on to their increasingly good offense. Cleveland is looking real good now.
1: Yeah, um, my thing is is people are like, oh, Clowney's not going to be that good. And I'm like, he's going to have his best season since the Texans. And that is because he's no longer the number one threat on that defensive line. In Seattle and Tennessee, he was that number one threat on the edge. But now with the you know Miles Garrett on the other side, I would rather have my focus on Miles Garrett than Clowney. And Clowney may take advantage of that. So... The Browns are just making moves, and everyone's like, oh, my God, it's $10 million. It's like, it's one year. One year doesn't mean anything. They're done with their own free agency. You know, might as well give them the bag. I like the, D, I like the move. Just add more talent on the D-line. They are really going to pressure
0: any team now that has any lack of talent on the offensive line. Yeah. Um, because now you said you're bringing Miles Garrett, you're bringing Jaden Clowney. I I am personally pretty high on Tack McKinley still, um, mm-hmm. who's now going to be third on that depth chart uh, in terms yeah. of in, in terms of pass rushers. And so um, you could really see them wreak a lot of havoc
1: uh, on the defensive front this season. And I'm excited to see that. Yeah, with the addition of John Johnson and how they've been doing with the DBs. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be hard to play against them in the past. It's ugh. But, man, you know, but the thing is with Clowny, is he's not as scary as he used to be, you know. But there is a guy who is as scary as he is and maybe even more scary, and that's Aaron Donald. Because also happened, uh, released yesterday, Aaron Donald got into a bar fight and beat uh, the living soul out of this man. Uh, random, uh, I'm not going to disclose the guy's name, <laughs> but I'm looking at the image. Without even, like, reading details, I'm looking at it, okay. His his eye is three times the size because of swelling. It's got a broken orbital bone, 100%. Maybe a broken nose, and it looks like he has a sling. And I think he cut his arm or something. We had to get stitches. But Ouch. Damn. That looks really That's, really bad. And based on details, um, Donald instigated it, which is kind of terrifying. I, I just imagine being in this guy's pants you're you're I, I would poop yeah. my pants if Donald was gonna be, initiate a fight. I mean, he's up there with celebrities. I will refuse like I would pray to God never fight because I mean
0: certainly, um beyond pe- beyond the fight itself, though, this is uh, not looking good for Donald or Donald in terms of uh, you know the fine the whatever he's gonna have to pay apart from the lawsuit that he's now uh, having against him here for yeah. this. Uh, I guess he's got the money for it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just very weird. It's very out of character to Aaron Donald. You know, three-time defensive player of the year. Um, he, he made seven-figure donations to University of Pittsburgh two years ago. He's from the city. And, you know, I, I guess, you know, he's just visiting family. Um, but it's just very we- weird how Aaron Donald has been known to be very respectful, very nice, off the field, very generous. And all of a sudden, you know, you, you see him in a bar fight and he's going to lose the lawsuit most likely and, and pay the guy handsomely you know is this the year where these nice nice NFL guys are going to start falling apart i mean we're looking at deshaun with 22 cases of him being accused of sexual assault one of uh, them did get dropped by the way so now it's a total of 21 <laughs> oh i did not know that um yeah i mean the court of public opinion aaron donald and deshaun watson obviously lost those cases most certainly but most certainly uh the Donald one will be a lot easier to get over in the public opinion's eye. Deshaun is going to I mean, people still rag on Big Ben and when he had those had his um had his sexual assault charges going through. For sure, so, for sure.
0: You can I, I think I think that any football fan can get over um somebody beating someone else up in a bar. I think that it happens. you know, it it happens. You know, people people in their emotions sometimes. Yeah. Um, But there's obviously no excusing anything that Deshaun Watson, um, you know, supposedly did uh, to any of these women. Uh, um, You know, one of them did remove their lawsuit saying, uh, for now, uh, I wonder if they're going to bring it back in sometime. Uh, But that's definitely going to affect Deshaun Watson's pretty much career going forward, especially that many. Yeah. Yeah. you know, it 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 just brings more and more validity to each and every one of them, in my opinion. So, yeah. um, something that's not going to be forgotten. But Donald, yeah. I think he'll be fine.
1: Yeah, uh, man, it's it's rough seeing, it, especially Deshaun, Sean. Was my fantasy quarterback, you know, and he helped me win my fantasy championship as a four seed who went seven and six on the year. So, it's whatever, man. You know, I, I'm praying, like I pray that it doesn't happen. And I'm not trying to like take the side of the the accused. I'm. It's more like I just hope to God that it actually like didn't happen because it would just. I mean,
0: sh- shouldn't shouldn't we hope that something that didn't happen? Yeah. So,
1: uh, <laughs> but you know that's how it is. Let's let's move away from the dark and shady stuff. Yes, um, yes. We got yes. we got to talk mock drafts now. We have
0: to talk mock drafts for sure. Um, I mean, if you'd like, we can get into it right now.
1: Honestly. All righty. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. All right. So, so,
0: I would say that you and I are pretty similar with our first overall pick.
1: I don't know, man. Uh, Who? so many
0: options at number one. There's a lot of options. I mean, technically, every single guy is on the board, right? Every single
1: guy is on the board. The I Jacksonville mean, Jaguars theoretically could pick anyone in this draft they wanted to. I mean, Jacksonville, they like staying in Florida, so maybe college... No, no, no. We're taking Trevor Lawrence, Sunshine <laughs> from Remember the Titans with the first overall pick, and if not... Um, the city will probably burn down and Shod Cod's head will probably be on a spike if he is not taken number one. Agreed. So I think it's pretty unanimous now. People, everyone was making the jokes oh Justin Fields, you know Mac Jones I'm like you know it's Trevor Lawrence. sad to say if it was not if it you know not Mac Jones because Mac Jones is from Jacksonville, Florida and he went to Bulls uh, High school uh, was very successful there but the Jags will will stick with the obvious pick Trevor Lawrence number one. There you
0: go. Nothing wrong with that. I How think uh, I think we're all good there.
1: How about your Jets? How about your Jets? Um, I think we've we've pretty much stayed with that same
0: consensus there at number two with Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson out of BYU. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've already said a couple words about him. Uh, you know, looking like the consensus pick. Jets fans like the look. Um, oh yeah. You know, just somebody who seems like they know what they're doing out there and really has some results to uh, to show it off.
1: Yeah, um, Zach Wilson. Um, I, I really like how he can play. Uh, I feel like he can be very exciting, especially with uh, Michael LaFleur as the offense coordinator for the Jets. Um, I feel like he can be a, a, a true stud in this league. Um, just be patient with him, I guess. You know, that, just give him a chance, see what he can do. That's all good by me, and you know, definitely give
0: him a chance is something that you should um, definitely mention because um, you know, playing uh, BYU independent league college talent is very different from playing NFL talent, but. He has all the fundamentals to succeed in the NFL, and I hope he does. Yeah, and uh, so I think that, that those first two picks are pretty easy. Yeah, this is um, the first.
1: Yeah, number three. Number three is, is, is where debate. it's finally
0: going to start to change up a little bit. We might mm-hmm. start to see some crazy stuff. Um, for the time being, though, I'm going to stick with what I think um, the Niners should do, and that is to pick Justin Fields. Okay. At number three, um, it's interesting because we have heard that. Uh, a random general manager anonymous has said that he would almost be—he's pretty sure that the Niners are going to take Mac Jones at number three overall. Yeah. Um, for now, I'm sticking with the better quarterback in my eyes. Um, yeah. I, I, I've I've always liked what I've seen at Justin Fields. When we talk about uh, when I mentioned when Mac Jones gets drafted in my draft, I'll say a little bit more about him and you know my take on him you know, which you know obviously isn't um you know set in stone the right one mm. i'm willing to uh be proven wrong about all that but you know i'll share that in a sec
1: i have mac jones taking three um you know when gm say okay. stuff like that you know i really trust it and i've heard that it's ownership gm and kyle shanahan all believe they're gonna take mac jones number three which is very weird uh, they're practically drafting Jimmy Garoppolo. And another thing that people don't realize, and I've asked a couple people, I say, guess the height of Mac Jones. First off, guess the height of Mac Jones. How, how tall do you think Mac Jones is? 6'3"? He's 6'2". He's the shortest quarterback in the first round out of the five quarterbacks, which is a little weird. Everyone's like, wait, Trey Lance ain't 5'10"? No, Trey Lance is 6'4". Dang. But I have Mac Jones going 3. Is it what they should do? No, this is more, this pick was more, I think, what's going to happen, and... Don't get me wrong, Mac Jones. He has an arm. He has control, but I see a lot of game manager in him. And you know, you know, game manager's not a bad thing in this world. But when you have a number three overall pick, trust me, I know. I want to get the right quarterback because Jags took Blake Bortles with the third overall pick several years ago, <laughs> and it, it was okay. But Matt, you're praying that Mac Jones. I think he'll be on Blake Bortles level in the NFL. um... I'd am not a. I'd rather take Justin Fields here, but I think they'll take Jones instead. That's just my it thought It disappoints process.
0: me, and, you know, I, I've, I've obviously heard it, and I think that it could be a very reliable source there with the anonymous GM. But mm-hmm. the one glaring question that I keep having um, then is why did they trade up so high? Why did they feel the need to trade up to three overall to take the guy who's been quarterback four
1: slash five on so many mock drafts, um, you know, uh, ever since January maybe maybe, maybe you thought they could have gotten Zach Wilson and then the Jets were like nah we're trading Darnold and we're gonna take you know and they, you know it's gonna be Zach at number two unless something crazy happens because unless you get Zach Wilson the Niners aren't winning this trade if if the Niners were betting on Zach Wilson dropping to three by
0: trading That's up to three bold. they were the dumbest people ever to make that trade yeah um if that was the point, then it was completely worthless. Yeah. If you were going to draft uh, Mac Jones at 12 anyways, and that's who you wanted anyways, ideally, you were probably going to get him, and you just wasted uh, a, a lot of picks to get him.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, but, you know, you do you. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. Um, going on to number four, do you have four quarterbacks going in a row? I have four? four
0: quarterbacks going in a row.
1: Dang. Uh, I which, have which Trey one? Lance right here Trey Lance at number, number four, four overall. What do you got? I have Trey Lance going number four overall. Right, however, we, we
0: both have Trey Lance. However,
1: I don't have the Falcons taking him. Oh, I have the Broncos trading up the four uh, to take Trey Lance. Um, the reasoning is, is because I think the Broncos are going to realize that the Patriots are going to have to trade up eventually, and the Broncos got to go first and realize, okay, we can go four. The Falcons want to trade down, especially with the Falcons, you'll get the ninth pick, you'll get you'll get their second round and probably you know a couple more picks added on to that. So, I think they're going to take Trey Lance. The Falcons, I don't even see the Falcons go quarterback at, at number four if they stay. I have them go Kyle Pitts at four. Um, really? Yeah. I, I think there's. I think they're really sticking with Matt Ryan this year. So, and just see if they're terrible. They'll, then they'll get the, his replacement next year. I see. I see. I mean, I've I've obviously seen that possibility happen a lot
0: and you know we've also seen the possibility being uh, spread around that the Falcons will go with Kyle Pitts number 4 mm-hmm. um I don't I, again I think that my draft is a little more about what I think uh these teams should do and what would be best for these teams rather than what they uh what they would be expected to do mm-hmm. and I really think that it would be smart for the Falcons to just Break up with Matt Ryan here. Yeah, um, you know, like like they had a good run. Yeah, Matt Ryan and the Falcons, um, like two peas in a pod. Um, you know, they, they they did well. They made it to a uh, to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl mm-hmm. Fifty One. Um, but you know, Matt Ryan has two years left on his contract, and the Falcons are not going anywhere fast with him. So okay. I just don't really see the practical purpose of continuing to invest in him as opposed to investing in um, a guy that's. You know, uh, what is what is he, 19 or 20 years old right now?
1: Um, uh, he, know Trey Trey Lance he's is 20. Uh, yeah, he'll be 21 uh, after he gets drafted. Same thing with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah,
0: I, I knew he was young because I, I saw the other day that he's, like, one of the only players to be born in the 2000s, which mm. is kind of cool. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think that that's another opportunity for the Falcons to find their new um, – Long-term franchise quarterback, you know, Mm -hmm. if he's twenty years old, he's 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 not going to be thirty-five for fifteen more years. If you really fall in love with him and decide to stay with him, and you know, I guess if that's what the Falcons like, then that would be a great option in my eyes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like the move. I think it it would be better for them if they are at four. For me, I'd say they will take Kyle Pitts because Arthur Smith is not going to refuse Kyle Pitts, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley for weapons for Julio Jones, but. I do think if they're at four and they're not going to trade back, they should go quarterback for the future and try to trade Matt Ryan at the end of the season. Agree. So
0: I think that 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 I'm just going to foreshadow, you know, the major part of my draft here because you know <laughs> you did kind of touch on it here. Uh, this is probably the thing you're not going to like the most about my draft. It's that Kyle Pitts falls pretty far.
1: Yeah, Kyle Pitts fa- falling. Forward. I have
0: I have Kyle Pitts falling in this draft because. Um, you know, again, like I, said, uh, I was, I was, like I said before, this draft for me is more about what these teams need immediately rather than, um, you know, finding the best overall uh, talent player necessarily. Okay. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of these teams would obviously love to have a guy like Kyle Pitts, don't get me wrong, but I just think that all of these teams either, um, you know, just need to go in a different direction at this point in time. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it, it's the, the need at a different position is just too glaring. Or, you know, a lot of these teams already have a decent guy at tight end that they're willing to stick with, just for now.
1: I gotcha. Okay. Um,
0: you know, regardless of Kyle Pitts' athleticism, and I think that he deserves a lot better than where he does get drafted in my draft, which is actually number 13 overall to the
1: LA Chargers.
0: <sighs> I yeah. know you don't like that. that I know you don't like that. very
1: far. Um, it'd be a huge W for the Chargers to add just another weapon for Herbert, as well as a you know. It would be the, the biggest W overall for the Chargers if it happened, and I think that on draft night anything is possible. Anything's possible, man. People fall for some reason, <laughs> people rise for some reason. That's how it is. There you go. I think
0: you'll <laughs> be a little more satisfied with the safety of this next pick in my draft, which is mm-hmm. the Bengals going with Panay Sewell okay. uh, out of Oregon. The only thing that I that I have on my paper about this. Hopefully, the Bengals have learned their lesson.
1: Yeah. That's I mean, all I'm going You doing. have to prioritize offensive line here um, as the Bengals. But once again, I went, I think this is what might happen. and I think the Bengals are going to take – I think Bengals have a higher chance of taking Jamar Chase from LSU. Um, at number five, you know, it's, for me, it's more of the narrative like, okay, they're tanking, they're going to – Get, they're gonna fire Zach Taylor at the end of the um, at the season, and then they'll take Joe Brady out of Carolina to be the head coach. So they have a you know a big LSU connection there. So I take I have him take Jamar Chase. Now, Joe Burrow have endless weapons, but zero time to throw. It'd be a terrible pick. I am more on your side that they should go Panay Sewell is the best offensive lineman in this draft class by far, and probably would have been the best the last year. So. Agreed there too, um, <clears throat> you know. I think that as much as they
0: would love to take Jamar Chase and create that narrative and create the, the LSU duo between Burrow and uh, and Chase again,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I would hate to believe that they haven't learned their lesson from last season. Yeah, they that hurt to uh, to lose Joe Burrow's rookie season to injury. Um, I don't. I think that he'll be fine going forward in the long run. But it does hurt to think what could have been yeah. with uh, with Joey. So I would love to see them protect him a little more here, and they've got a great opportunity to do it. But, again, very real
1: possibility that they go with mm. Jamar Chase instead. I just think, like, I, how I think what the Bengals are doing, it's kind of like, yeah, treat that situation like a car, right? You're Joe Burrow, you're the driver, you're the owner of the car. Um, or, no, he's the car itself, all right? Do you buy car insurance, or do you get a spoiler for the car? You want to make your car look nice, or do you, you know... Get the one thing that you need so you can you know drive the car, and I think the Bengals are going to buy the spoiler before buying car insurance, and <laughs> the car may be totaled uh, by week four. So <laughs> that may be an
0: issue. Um, so I'd say uh, for these next few picks, I know we've rounded out the top five. Um, let's 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 go six through ten here. Um, let's just list off our our picks, and then if you want to focus on any particular player in those picks. Um, feel free to do so. So I'll okay. go first yeah, here. Yes, so you go first. Uh, number six, I have uh, the Dolphins taking Devonte Smith mm-hmm. uh, out of Alabama. I think it's a great fit.
1: So he's the first receiver off your board. First right?
0: receiver mm-hmm. off the board, Heisman Trophy winner. I think that that matters, and I think that you know I will talk about him for a second. Actually, mm. um, you know his weight is not some stable factor. People are people are saying they don't really like the fact that he's only 170 pounds. You know, if you if if you draft him and and, and put him on contract. You can, you can work on, you know, putting some mass on this kid and, and bringing yeah. him up to like 180 or 190, and then this guy could be scary. He's already got he's already got raw talent, and, you know, he, he's stronger than he looks already, and uh, I think it would be really exciting to see that. Uh, number okay. seven, I have Jamar Chase to the Lions. Mm-hmm. Number eight, I have Patrick Sertain, uh, cornerback to the Panthers. Interesting. Nine overall, I have Rayshon Slater going to the Broncos. And number ten overall, I have J. C. Horn going to the Cowboys.
1: Okay. Um. I, I, we agreed on one of those six, uh, one of those five picks. <laughs> Which one? Uh, J. C. Horn ten. That that's the one we agreed on. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Um. So the, for me, the Dolphins with six take Kyle Pitts, take the best uh, weapon available for for Tua. Um. I love Devonta Smith, I love Waddle, but at this point, Pitts is going to be a more dangerous weapon. And people are like, oh my God, Gisicki, You have Gesicki. two tight end op, twelve you know, twelve personnel, two tight ends on the field. N- enough said. With especially with Tua, uh, number seven. I don't have the Lions picking at seven. I have the Patriots trading up all the way to seven because I think if the Patriots don't trade up, the Bears or football team will trade up. So Fields is taking number seven. The Lions go fifteen. I'll spoil the Lions will take Jalen Waddle at fifteen because they're gonna fall.
0: Okay, I um, like it. I
1: Panthers like it. go 8 with Pene Sewell. 9, the Falcons, after using the Broncos pick, will take Patrick Sertain. And then the one pick we agreed upon, the Cowboys stay at 10 to take J.C. Horn. Which is a little weird. J.C. Horn is the top 10 pick. That goes in a very interesting direction there. I like that a it, lot. Yeah. Um, now you understand why, before, to, before we recorded it, I said that this mock draft that I made there's not going to be many trades outside like the two early ones because everyone's going to be like, okay, we kind of need to sit here to get our guys. So, um, But those two trades shake everything it up. It would be like Patriots trading up eight spots to take Justin Fields. They'd have to give up their second round pick too. And the Patriots don't have their third pick. So if the Patriots do do this, they don't pick till round four, which that's is insane. True. So by day three, they only have Justin Fields to say, yeah, that's all we got.
0: But you know what? I guess if you're the Patriots and you really do believe in Justin Fields that much, um, and maybe he ends up, you know, impressing in, in, in his rookie season, I think that you can walk away with those first three rounds and see what they did to get to him and, you know, not regret that so much and mm. say, Hey, for, for, for the situation that we were in, we made the most of it. We got a good quarterback uh, for the future. Um, I also have the Patriots taking quarterback with their pick, but I have them staying at 15. Okay. Uh, there I have them taking Mac Jones. And real quick, I'll go through 11 through 15 here. Okay. Uh, and we'll go through through our next five. So I have the Giants going number 11 overall, taking Jalen Waddell. Um, mm. I think that he's uh, the best wide receiver on the board at that point. Uh, and I think that they'll, they'll go wide receiver there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Eagles going Christian Darisaw out of Virginia Tech building up the offensive Very line. bold wow okay
1: thank you thank you i, I appreciate. I, I, it. I, I like that move <laughs> i would say eagles should trade back to do that but christian dare I, i'm a big fan of dare saw so i'm a big fan of all the o-line or the top all o-line in this class i'm huge fans of so very interesting what you did could take it there mm-hmm. um again i had the chargers taking kyle pitts at number
0: 13 overall um again i know that his talent warrants him being drafted way higher um, we've heard a lot of experts rank him top three overall, but I think that this is a draft again. I think this is a draft where teams are going to focus on patching the major holes rather than taking that better talent. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, you look at a lot of those teams that could have potentially picked um, Kyle Pitts up top. You know, Miami. You know, I think that Gasicki is enough for them at this point. Uh, the fact that they traded down to twelve and then back up to six, I think, shows um, that they're pretty flexible with that pick and they don't really. Have a guy that they're really, really, especially targeting, and I don't okay. think they need to either. Devontae Smith is another one of those prolific playmakers, like they want. Yeah, um, you know Detroit obviously has T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, Carolina not a huge uh, great option at tight end, but they did um, make a trade for Dan Arnold.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say they, they they're in the O line. Their corner is higher, more need than tight end for them. Yeah,
0: exactly. So it just didn't make sense
1: there. Um, and
0: yes, going down, but right. 13 overall, Kyle Pitts going. Um, and then 14, I have Micah Parsons going to the Vikings uh, at Penn State. Best player available, for,
1: I guess, for the Vikings.
0: There I, you go. Mm-hmm. And uh, and last again, the Patriots taking Mac Jones there.
1: Uh, you know, I think Bill Belichick wants the white guy. Yeah, um, I will say this, and I'm, I just realized. Um, so you have, you have Pitts fall of 13. My reason is I don't think Pitts is going out of 10 because – apparently jerry jones is infatuated and that's a keyword infatuated with kyle pitts and that if pitts is if he's able to trade up for pitts or if pitts there at 10 he'll go kyle pitts but i can see why he could pass up He gotta realize that the dbs need a lot of help in dallas i mean you have kyle pitts 13 to the chargers is just just absolutely dangerous Micah parsons i really love i think he'd he'd be the next cornerstone linebacker for the vikings um, we have
0: talked about, by the way, well, we I guess we haven't talked about yet, um, but Micah Parsons does carry a bit of baggage with him, and that's yeah. one of the things that they have touched on a lot in the draft. Um, you know, a, a couple of stupid things he did in high school, mm-hmm. um, you know, just, just just discipline issues was really uh, the center of that. He seems to assert that he's basta, and honestly, I can agree with him.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: I like to think that if you are, are a player at Penn State, if you are a top NFL prospect, that, you know, to some extent, you've you know figured out that your character in that like class clown uh, attitude just isn't something that's gonna make it yeah. in the professional world. And I, I'd like to think he's moved on. He's mature.
1: I hope so, man. Uh, I, I never want to see monsters like that in the league. It could really hurt. Um, so let me go to my top my 11 through 15. So giants, I have them passing on receiver. I have them taking quitty pay. I like quitty pay. I don't think he should be taken at 11, but I think the Giants are gonna go edge before they go receiver. Because they're going to believe that Kenny Galladay is their guy with um, uh, Darius Slayton as their weapons. So I think I think they'll go Quiddie Pay at 11-12. I have Devonta Smith going to Eagles, making the Eagles look like absolute geniuses. They trade back six spots and still get the guy they wanted. Chargers, I have them take Elijah Ver Tucker for offensive line uh, help. Just build up the old line. Vikings, they take Rayshon Slater. That's just best player available. Slater, you know, best of mm-hmm. the line available there. Yep. And I have Jalen Waddle going 15 to the Lions. The Lions also trading back this one eight spots and still getting the guy they wanted. So, if if it happened that way, both
0: Lions fans and Eagles fans could walk away choice. very
1: happy. Ex- extremely happy. Well, one, I don't think Devonta Smith or Waddle should be taken out of top ten, but how I set up those trades and realizing how everything falls. They happen to fall out. Yeah. That's why you know, I'm not a big fan of my mock draft, but I, that's my, what happened. Um, Quiddy Pay, probably a lot of people are like, What in the world are you doing? Quiddy Pay at 11. And I'm like, Yeah, Quiddy Pay at 11. He'll be the first D lineman taken. Um, crazy. But I think, shows I think that's what he I, I do like him. Uh, College Game Day covered a story on him, and I, I really liked him.
0: I think he's got a very cool story, by the way. Um, what was, uh, I, I, for, I forgot what, what country in particular he, he came He's from. Was from it um, Nigeria? I don't think, I don't think it's Nigeria.
1: Is it, um, I think it's Senegal? Liberia. Oh, Liberia.
0: Um, born in a refugee camp in Guinea during the aftermath of the First Liberian Civil War. Emigrated mm. to the United States as a baby. Ended up playing uh, at Bishop Hendricks High School, uh, prep school. And obviously, ended up playing at Michigan and becoming a dominant force. Um, You know, just a lot of raw talent there. Yeah, Um, I'm I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he has. He has a decent bit of experience in the game, but I mean, certainly room to grow there with uh, with whoever takes him. Mm. Uh, Do you like
1: how I took Vera Tucker
0: over Raishon Slater? I'm kind of surprised because, you know, that's not something that a lot of people have done. Uh, you know, a lot of people have Elijah Vera Tucker falling into the late teens or the 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, but I honestly
1: like it because Elijah Vera Tucker is the best inside offensive lineman in the draft. Yeah. You can also move him out to tackle, too. He's, uh, out of anything, he's the best plug-and-play offensive lineman in this draft. You can put him literally anywhere. And I think that what's so. what a lot of people are forgetting in that because,
0: I mean, a lot of people are looking at a lot of those teams up top and seeing needs at the tackle positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... You know, Elijah Vera Tucker obviously very versatile can be moved there. You know, still the same guy, so that's definitely possible. Yeah. Uh, let's go 16 through 20 here. Um, so I've got the car again. I, I didn't have any trades in here. I know probably we will see some trades happen in the first round. Yeah. And something will get shaken up. Uh, I just chose not to include those for simplicity's sake. Uh, and you know the assumption should be that if a trade happens, um, the teams instead will adjust. To the um, new order by just taking the, the, the best guy available at the position they wanted already. Okay. Unless there's a big talent difference, of course. I got you. Uh, so, without further ado, Cardinals at 16 overall taking Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. The Raiders mm-hmm. at 17 going with Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, 18, I have the Dolphins taking a chance on Quiddy Pay uh, okay. out of Michigan. Washington football team taking Kyle Trask at number 19. <sighs> I think that it's a reach. I think that it's a a high reach. reach. I know that it's a very high reach, but I think that it is possible. And you know, I can actually give my rationale in in a second. Uh, And then number 20, I have the bears uh, bolstering their offensive line by taking Tevin Jenkins.
1: Where did you have have Vera Tucker? Is Vera Tucker still on
0: the board for you at this point? Past 20? I have Elijah Vera Tucker going number 25 to the
1: Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, well, thank you. That's actually, that's really (laughs) generous. Um, Holy crap. Uba. So you are... Okay, yeah. Explain. Explain answer. Yes. Okay. Can. Look. Disclaimer all put out there.
0: I don't think Kyle Trask is a 19th overall pick caliber player. But I also know that the Washington football team needs more than Ryan Fitzpatrick and Taylor Heineke. Um, they have a guy who's a meme, who I guess could be fun to watch, uh, play for a team that literally has no name. Uh, so I guess that would be fun, uh, on top of, and his competition being a guy who was just taking college classes last, sem- uh, last semester, uh, mm. and ended up plugging in to play the glorious game against the Buccaneers, almost taking them to the dub. Yeah. Um, I think that despite the fact that he doesn't have the talent that, um, the elite quarterbacks in this class do, he has some real potential to make it as a starter. I think that, you know... He is going to need some talent around him, and I think that he did take advantage, obviously, of having Kyle Pitts to throw to any time he wanted last season. Um, You know, I look at the Washington football team and their offense. I see some promising young pieces in Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin. Um, They should at least give him a shot, in my opinion, especially because
1: there's not going to be a whole lot of options in next year's draft class. Yeah, I mean, I have Trask going to the football team, but at 74. Wow. Trask is. I'm. Sorry, this is gonna be a quarter. I'm sorry. It, we're gonna have a huge disparity in quarterbacks in terms. The first five will be gone in the top ten, and then we're not seeing anyone till round three. If it makes you feel better,
0: I don't have any other quarterbacks
1: taken in this round. Good, as there should not be. Well, you have Dave. <laughs> we well, have the like the Bucks taking Davis Mills as his, as the successor or something. Nah, I was, I, I was having the Chiefs take Kellen Mond at 31. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, um,
0: but you, but as as we were going, uh, so
1: you're 16 through 20. All right, so um, because Sertain and Horn were both taken in the top 10, the Cardinals will take Caleb Farley at 16. So that's one thing we can agree upon. Um, the Raiders will take Micah Parsons. Uh, one because Ra- Ra- Micah Parsons and the Raiders' uni after the things that came out, it kind of <laughs> matches up well. I mean, true. Dolphins. Um, I have the Dolphins go edge. Uh, so, right, we are 3-for-3 three three for positions. Okay. Uh, I have Jalen Phillips out of, out of home, homeboy from Miami, Florida, uh, the U, to go to, to uh, the Dolphins. All for the right. football team, they take Jeremiah Uso-Cormoa. Um, uh, what was it? Ron Rivera want, likes his linebackers, and Cormoa can definitely be that guy to lead them. And at Very 20, true. the Bears take uh, Christian Derisaw. So we went four for five in terms of positional needs. I just had different players. We had a
0: very major difference at 19, might we add. Yeah,
1: him. you know. It's weird because we both had Trask to the football team. I just have him in round three. And also, we're only covering the first round. I just I went way too far. I'll probably add all the way to seven. But that being well, said... I mean,
0: you, you can certainly touch upon some yeah. of those picks you have later on. Oh, because have, I, I want to hear some of
1: some fun guys ones. you have
0: falling, especially.
1: Okay. Um, but I have... Yeah, I have the Owusu-Cormo going 19 because Parsons goes 17. I think the Raiders are locked in to get a linebacker there. Um, the football team and Bears, they get great players, but they also kind of lose out because the Pats traded up. Because if, if I had the Pats stay at 15, one of those guys would have traded up for Justin Fields or Trey Lance, whoever would have fallen. True, true, true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh,
0: you know, obviously, I-, I think that the biggest lockout of all of those is honestly the Cardinals going with Caleb Farley, despite – uh, the additions that they've made at the cornerback position, mm-hmm. we know that Patrick Peterson isn't staying past this they, season, so they really do need to be still be looking towards the well, future.
1: Peterson's not on the Cardinals anymore. Oh crap! He's on the Vikings now. That was so well, they really crazy. so they really need to replace a corner. I mean, the Cardinals were also a team that were looking to get Kyle Pitts. Maybe like based on your scenario, if Pitts gets out of the top ten, the Cardinals may trade up to. Take I was him. thinking about Malcolm Butler, by the way. Yeah, Malcolm Butler. <laughs> I mean, so it's fine. I mean, we kind of have the same idea what the things are doing. We just are valuing the players differently. I mean, also you have Quiddy Pay. You also have Quiddy Pay as the first edge rusher taken off the board, but you have him at eighteen. I have my I have him at eleven, which mm-hmm. which is also a big thing. So I mean, Quiddy Pay at eleven is a bit of a stretch. I'm not gonna lie. I to think you. it is a reach. Uh, it could work out for him. Uh, it's going to – who knows? I just think – I just have that feeling that that's who they're going to take. At, I feel like that's – he's going to be definitely a
0: big risk-reward player mm-hmm. uh, in the NFL. I mean, talent, if if, 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 it's, if the Miami Dolphins have a place for him and can learn to harness him, they will be very, very fine there. So yeah. let's go with 21 through 25 here. Um, Ooh, you're going to like this our one. Our this again. This one this, – these five get pretty exciting, and I'll show you why in a second. Number 21, I have the Colts go with Aziz Ojulari, uh, edge rusher out of Georgia. Mm -hmm. Tennessee Titans taking Greg Newsome, cornerback out of Northwestern. These are the two that get exciting, and I think that this will be a nice storyline in the future if it happens. Mm. The Jets, number 23 overall, take Najee Harris, running back out of Alabama. Mm. Uh, I think that between the two elite running backs in this year's draft class, the Jets are going to opt for the bigger, more powerful option in Najee Harris. Okay. Um, you remember he showed off some freakish athleticism this season. Yeah. Especially that hurdle uh, over a defender. I mean, just ridiculous strength for his size. Reminds me of Derrick Henry, uh, obviously. And it'd be exciting to see a rookie duo with him and Zach Wilson together. Uh, I think Jets fans would love to see that. So um, I know that you were also expecting offensive linemen, and that also might be a good option. And I think that they'll do that number 34 overall.
1: Okay. Um, Who do you got? 24
0: and 25. Number 24? is the other part of this good storyline because I have the Steelers taking Travis Etienne. So I have both the top running backs going back-to-back here. Mm. Um, I think it's very possible now that Pittsburgh no longer has James Conner, obviously off to the Cardinals on a uh, one-year deal, right?
1: Yeah, I think it's a one-year deal. I believe it's a
0: one-year deal. Uh, They need a replacement, and they have an opportunity to get a good one here. Um, You know, He's more or less reminiscent of Le'Veon Bell and the fact that uh, he has a little bit more pass-catching ability than uh, a power guy like Najee. Uh, mm. So, you know, you could see that work out very well for the Steelers as well. And then I mentioned a little bit earlier that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to go with
1: Elijah Barrett-Tucker, number 25 overall, which would be a gorgeous pick if he falls that low. Yeah. I mean, if one of the top six O-linemen are there at 25, I would be very happy to take him. Well, there, there is one exception outside of those top six guys. Um but Vera Tucker there at 25 will make a lot of Jags fans happy because right now the, what the Jags did is like okay Andrew Norwell uh, Cam Robinson you have one year to prove yourselves it, if we like you you'll stay if not you're gone so and it's I think I like that uh, very generous of you um, this one was very this this little these five picks here were very interesting because we ha, we had nearly the exact same mindset of what things are going to happen uh, and also your draft kind of tells a little bit of a story so for me. 21. Aziz Ajilari out of Georgia. Okay. Uh, and number 22. Greg Newsom, um, out of Northwestern. A part of that cornerback rush with four corners in the top 22. Okay. The Jets. I have them take ETN over Najee. I think ETN's a better fit. You know, Najee is the way better player. Let's let's talk about this
0: for a second. think okay, I want to I, I, I want to know why you um you think that the Jets are better suited with ETN.
1: I think with Mike LaFleur, he likes the passing guys and he likes. Um, speedsters, really, you know, um, he, he had Mostert. Even though I don't think he was a true big fan of Mostert, um, he had uh, Sivan Ahmed. I feel like the um, was it the Jets, especially Michael Lafleur? They're gonna want a faster, smaller guy who can be more just speed. He can, you know, be pass heavy with it. Etienne. I mean, he is 5'10", 200 and you know, Najee six two, two thirty. Um, so I think once again Etienne is not my RB number one but I think the Jets will take Travis Etienne over Najee
0: I think that in thinking about that duo between uh, Zach Wilson and his running back I think that it could really work out even better potentially you make a good point if Travis Etienne is someone who can complement mm-hmm. uh, Zach Wilson be a checkdown option uh, RPOs things of that nature um, as opposed to having Najee
1: Harris kind of take over the run game there so I could see that very likely happening as well mm. Um, you just you just want Najee. You just want a big body in there. I can understand. Okay, what you're thinking.
0: that like I know I know there are other people who will have their preference um, for the smaller, faster guys. I mean, I look at a guy like Derrick Henry, who can rack up like 200 yards in a game and three touchdowns if he wanted to on any given day. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a very scary and exciting possibility for the Jets. <coughs> um, it's not something that we've had in a long time. Yeah. Uh and yeah I'd love to see it. Not since really, um Chris Ivory was kinda like that, but obviously I mean not I mean, really, really much. Really
1: since like you I mean, you had Lydane Tomlinson who was good, but you haven't had any star running back since um Exact Curtis and Martin. That's something that I've always wanted
0: on the Jets, uh, or, honestly. Yeah. You know, you build up that and you, you take a little bit of pressure off of Zach Wilson in the past game and you give him a little bit more of a chance
1: to succeed there. Okay. I think that it could really work out well. Alright. So 24, I don't have the Steelers taking Najee. I have them taking Tevin Jenkins. Uh, mostly because uh, they're going to look at the offensive line and realize, wow, we lost three starters and they're all high caliber guys. You kind of need to go O-line here. Um, but if 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 there were no if, like the top six O-line guys weren't there, I would have had them take Najee. Um, and then 25, I have the Jags take Travon Morig, like a bunch of people are saying. I feel like that's the consensus for the Jags is go Trevon at 25 unless... There is truly, a you know, a good offensive lineman there at 25, so... And uh, do, you think, the, do you
0: think there's any possibility that they could get Trevon Moerig at 33 if they choose to go with um, a guy, a good offensive lineman available there, like maybe Veritaka So, yeah,
1: so based on your scenario, if Veritaker's there at 25, um, A-plus draft, you know, you pick him 10 picks ahead on where he should be at the very least, maybe even higher. Um... You can probably get Morrig the fall. I can. The Browns probably won't. The Ravens would be tempted. The Saints probably. The Packers could. The Bills maybe uh, to replace Micah Hyatt eventually. So it, it'd be a very risky thing. And I think the Jags would go Morrig just for a safekeeping. See what happens. Yeah, um, definitely some truth to that. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Morrig, man. Jim Thorpe Award winner. He's 6'2", 208. physical. Jack you really can't long. go wrong. Uh, even though we did sign Rayshon Jenkins, we need safety for the future, and our safety play for the past two or three years have been some of the worst in the NFL. So There you go. Hope to see improvement. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's
0: go um, 26 through 30. Okay.
1: Um,
0: so 26, I have Jalen Phillips going to the Browns. Okay. Um, I mean, we were already talking about how the Browns have been beefing up on the edge. Yeah. I think if they did this and Jalen Phillips ended up being a hit pick, mm. the, the Browns have the scariest uh, pass rush in the, in the NFL.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: they it, will be up there for sure. <laughs> I mean, Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney, uh, Tack McKinley, then... Tack McKinley, and then Jalen Phillips, if he's good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even if he's not good, even though his first year is still good, uh, oh. but it would be a little bit of a waste pick there in the first round. Okay. Uh, number 27 overall, I have the Ravens taking Rashad Bateman. Out of Minnesota, the first of really the second wave of wide receivers in the yeah. NFL draft in terms of talent. Um, I think that out of all these guys, Bateman sticks out the most as someone who has potential. Mm. Okay. Um, you know, he 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 looked good in his pro day, in my opinion, and you know the Ravens obviously could use some help at wide receiver and build around Lamar Jackson. Mm. Uh, number twenty-eight, the Saints I have them taking Jason Oway out of Penn State. Uh, number twenty-nine, I have the Packers taking Samuel Cosme. Offensive tackle out of Texas.
1: Okay. In um, number thirty overall, I have the Bills taking Zaven Collins out of Tulsa. Ooh. Okay. So yours is very interesting. So it seems like your draft is very edge, uh, edge rusher heavy. I mean, I had four guys in the edge, and it sounds like you have five or six guys. Um, I believe
0: that's one, two, three. No, it's only four. I, oh no, that is
1: five. I like. I like Bateman. Um, I, I really like him. He's my wide receiver four for this draft. Um unless we're counting Kyle Pitts as a receiver, but not Oh, so. he will be playing like a wide receiver in the yeah. NFL, but he'll go as a tight end. I so Bateman I do like. Um I don't think the Ravens will they're gonna go receiver, but I don't think they're gonna go Bateman um at twenty-seven. Uh, I'm actually on the same page as you, Browns go edge, no matter what, even with the Clowney signing. Mm-hmm. Just build up, get more young talent, and you have Clowney for a year, so you might as well yeah. get next year's guy. Yeah, I mean, not, I th- something I like to think about, and I, and I don't think people really consider much, is
0: the fact that when these guys are on a team together, Clowney is a veteran who can show Jalen Phillips a lot about, you know, pass rushing moves, things like mm-hmm. that. You know, just having that veteran presence around him is going to help him build, and you know, just see... just. Having to um, work really hard to make it on the depth chart is going to, I think, do well for him.
1: Yeah, and then you have uh, Cosme go 29 to the Packers. Um, that's okay. Uh, you know, build the old lineup. You know, Packers definitely going to need it, so that's fine. And then the Bills, you have Zavin Collins. I really like Zavin Collins. Um, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not mad at those uh, those picks. If I'm if I'm a fan base for each of those teams, I'll I'll like each and every one of them. Mm-hmm. And so, what are your twenty eight through thirty here? I mean, twenty six through thirty. Uh, oh, uh, I, th- I thought you was, uh, no. Never mind. All right, go yes. Okay, yeah. So I have Jason away um, at uh, going to Browns because um, I had the Edgers go a little bit earlier in this draft. Um, I have the Ravens go Terrace Marshall Jr. because Terrace Marshall Jr. is six foot four physical receiver out of LSU. I really wanted to give
0: uh, the Ravens Terrence Marshall as well. Yeah, It was going to be either one of them in my eyes. Yeah,
1: um, I, I like Marshall Jr. a lot. I mean, I'm a big fan of the LSU players. Um, one, because I have a younger brother. Shout out to Hunter, um, who is a huge LSU fan. And I get to watch a lot of LSU football. And I, I, I tend to like the players. I really do tend to like the players and how they play. Um, 28, um, the Saints a little mad because they can't get the home guy and Terrence Marshall, but they do take Rashad Bateman at 28, which would be ridiculous to replace Emmanuel Sanders. Um, Mm -hmm. The Packers go Nick Bolton. Uh, Might as well just build up the linebacker because I feel like they just need to go defense but also got to replace the offensive line, so they're more of a wild-card pick for me. Mm -hmm. And I got the Bills go Najee Harris at 30, which would be ridiculous. Wow. I I originally had Najee not even go first round. I had Najee go 36 to the Dolphins, and the Dolphins would have had, um, they would have had, I think, Jalen Waddell, uh, Jalen Phillips, and then um, Najee Harris. But I had to change things up. Um, but, yeah, Bills take Najee no longer trust Zach Moss, no longer trust Devin Singletary. I mean, sheesh. Josh Allen versus, and Najee Harris in the backfield is that's That's scary stupid. to think about. It's the stupid. one
0: thing that I will say about that is, I don't know if the Bills would would be um, would would break up with Devin Singletary after all he's done so far. I mean mm-hmm. he's he seemed to be a, a, a smash hit for the Bills thus far in terms of the value that they got for him and you know what he's done so far. I think that in terms of overall talent, Najee Harris would be the better guy overall. But I don't know if I, I think that there's better things they could do there
1: with the pick. I mean with the here's my thing with the Bills is they they're going to have to they're going to go running back in this draft. I'm if I'm the Bills here at 30, I'm realizing okay. I can get Najee right here right now if he falls to 30. Or I can wait a long time and and either trade up to take Javonta Williams or even wait even farther and may take Michael Carter to teammate out of UNC or go Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, but I'm sitting here like if I take Najee Harris most likely, even with ETN going to the Jets, I would have the best running back in the AFC East. the the the, the you know the Patriots it's a it's a running back mess, and then you have Miles Gaskin, who I'm a big fan of, but I think Najee will overall be better than Gaskin. Not maybe not immediately, but that's how that's how I would feel. You know, if I'm the if I want to be the best team in the division, I have to have the best players mm-hmm. at the in the division. So. There you go. I think I, it'll be I, fun. It's, it's bold, and I like it. Okay. Uh,
0: so a, um, I know we only have two left in the first round. Yeah. Uh, but we it's can also touch upon a couple in the second round. I wrote out um, just for you know, um, just for efficiency's sake, the number thirty-three and number thirty-four overall picks.
1: <laughs> um, you know, I think they're both <laughs> pertinent teams, to both yeah. of
0: us. Uh, and you know, I essentially consider those first rounders. I mean, it's it's the thirty-four versus the thirty-two. Yeah. Um so number thirty one, uh starting with that, I have the Chiefs taking Liam Eichenberg, uh, offensive tackle out of Notre Dame. We know that they made this the trade for Joe Thuney, um, obviously mm-hmm. being the big move of Kansas City's offseason, but they still got rid of both their starting offensive tackles, and so yeah. they could use um, a replacement there. And Liam Eichenberg wouldn't be a bad one. I mm-hmm. think that really you can't find a lot of holes on the Chiefs team overall, and so I mean, yeah. what I, I I think that this is a little one that they can patch right here and then 32 I have the bucks taking Christian barmore uh, mm. the first defensive lineman taken in the draft uh, number 33 overall yeah
1: uh,
0: no safety is drafted in the first round for me but we have one right here at number 33 overall with trevon morig okay um, you know we, we said that the, that the Jags needed a safety um, you know I don't think that they need and I think that they'll know that they don't need to get him at 25 in order to get um, Mowrig, I think that he'll fall. Um, and then at number thirty-four overall I have Jalen Mayfield going to the Jets. Um I okay. think that there I think that it wouldn't be bad for them to continue to build up the offensive line, especially since they've hit what I think are their two biggest needs in quarterback and running back. You okay. Know, bolster the
1: offensive line here and make that even stronger. Alright, I mean so you you had okay the Jags get Vera Tucker and risk Maurig 33 and it pay, pulls off, which is ridiculous. Re- Ridiculous to do um i think that if this
0: works out jaguars fans will, will oh there were celebrate will be in the street we'll ecstatic um this would be the perfect draft for the jags if yeah. it yeah
1: i also had barmore go with 32 and it's weird i've never seen a near consensus 32 overall pick in christian barmore um i mean if i'm the bucks there barmore's at 32 yeah take him he's mm-hmm. gonna replace Domkins too uh, I do have the Chiefs go off into tackle. I almost had Liam Eikenberg. Instead, I switched it out with Samuel Cosme. I like Cosme a little bit more than Eikenberg. But I can definitely see them go Liam as well at 31. Um, so let me go into uh, my first two picks for the second round. And you, can ob- and you can even go a little further if you have some exciting
0: ones there too. Oh Yeah, I was going to say I was going to just do two. And, I just didn't
1: uh, write yeah. those ones out. So the top four in the second round I think will make a lot of fan bases happy to the ones who are listening. Jags go Kadarius Tony at 33. A lot of a lot of people... Come on, because you can't have the Jags not go for a guy early. Yeah, true. So, and then Jets, I have you guys take Eric Stokes, corner out of Georgia. Um, I feel like, you know, offensive line is here and there for them. But they see a corner, uh, might as well take it. I think it will help out a lot to compliment Marcus May. Mm-hmm. Um, Falcons, I have them go in Zayvon Collins. If people were wondering where I had him, I think Zayvon Collins will fall out, and it would be a huge pickup for the Falcons. And then Dolphins... Uh, For the Dolphins fans, uh, you have Landon Dickerson at 36. I know, very scary for injury-prone. And you could switch it out with um, Creed Humphrey. Um, You know, I don't mind you switching one of the two. I think the Dolphins in general will go guard or center here at 36. Okay, so um, here's some fun ones. Bengals take Dylan Radunes at 38 to address the offensive line. Panthers take Asante Samuel Jr. out of Florida State. Um, for the because I know a few Panthers fans listen to this. Um, the Jaguars at 45 go Pat Fryermuth. Um, just making the draft class even more fun. Dolphins at 50 take Javante Williams at running back. That would be a great that'd be very fun for the
0: Dolphins. That
1: would be very fun. That could be really, really, really great. I think it will work out wonders for them having a big power back. I have Elijah Moore go 52 to the Bears. I have Rondell Moore at 53 to the Titans. Uh, I really like Rondell Moore, but I think he's gonna slip. Um, going to slip. Going further, Amari Rogers goes to the Browns get another receiver for the Cleveland Browns. Alright. Um, Tylan Wallace goes 64 to the Buccaneers. Um, I'll probably go the third round too. Um, I will say this, the Bucks at 96 take Kenneth Gainwell. So, the Bucks' first three picks in this draft take Ndamukon super placement. Uh, Antonio Brown, replacement, or maybe Chris Godwin, and then James White. So <laughs> that'd be insane. That'd be insane. Um, All they need now is for Julian Edelman to come back out of yeah. retirement. Let's see here. Any fun ones in the third? Uh, Kyle Trash 74, I mentioned earlier. Um, and then uh, Davis Mills. Out of curiosity, by the way, where do you have Kellen Mond going in your draft? Not in the third round. <laughs> there you go. Um Kellen will probably be fourth or fifth. I'm looking at teams who are gonna need a quarterback real soon. Um, the Rams, I know. I don't. I um. Well, cause I have a Bears go. Davis Mills. Um, maybe the Raiders fourth or fifth round. Maybe the Vikings fourth or fifth round. Uh, I feel like um, Kellen Mond is gonna fall, and I think he could be a good gem for them. I, I'm a big fan of Kellen Mond. To be a you know a mid to late round guy, but there's a lot of teams who have a lot of fun in this draft. You know, the the Bucks. Um, I mean the Bears. Bears fans, you can't be mad. You walk out with an offensive lineman, a wide receiver, and you know a backup or maybe a the future uh, quarterback. So yeah, those are the big ones. Um, Wouldn't be all that bad for
0: them. Although you know, Bears will always be in quarterback. Um, yeah. purgatory here uh, but there you have it. there are our mock drafts. Um, we did have quite a bit of disagreement there as we expected. yeah um, I, I, I really do firmly believe that anything can happen this year. Um, you know just a lot of exciting possibilities for all of these teams as a lot of them are in critical junctures in, uh, in, in, in their team histories I feel yeah. with respect to the players that they have coming and going. Uh, and you know it'll, it'll be exciting to see what happens for sure um, we will head to break real quick but when we come back we'll, uh, we'll focus a little bit on our trivia for this week plus we'll discuss um, some of the number changes that we think could be coming this season mm-hmm. uh, obviously the new rules which um, allow players to switch up their numbers most notably a lot of the offensive players can now wear single digits um, so we'll get into that in just a second
1: And we are back uh, after just talking about this mock drafts that me and Matt pulled up. We're going into some more fun one. A weirder news thing that happened is the jersey number changes in the NFL. Um, skilled players now have more access um, to lower numbers as well as linebackers and defensive backs. And I think that
0: this was one of the most exciting uh, things that happened this off season. I know it's not a trade, but this is going to be really fun to watch. I got my in the coming seasons yeah
1: um i think over summer we'll have a better idea on on what their numbers are going to be changed to but i'm i literally have my hands rubbing and oh man there's so much fun Uh, a lot of players that can really change the numbers and that's what we're going to be doing in this segment we're going to find players that we really want them uh, to change their numbers either to the numbers in college or numbers we think will look mighty fine on them um Matt, what are what are some of like the first guys you thought of immediately when the news broke? On the it? first one I
0: immediately thought of, and one of my favorite players in the league, I think one of everybody's at this point, Derek Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, to go back to number two from yeah. when he was at Alabama, um, that would be fun to watch. Just be, this, yeah. this, this tank of a man, number two, rolling through these defenses. Um, back like the good old days. Um, a couple other ones, um, Jerry Judy actually... Uh, one of my favorite wide receivers from last year's draft class going back to number four from college, as well as um, the FSU man, Jalen Ramsey, going back to number eight. Um, mm. You know, not typically you see defensive backs with single digits, and so that would be fun to watch.
1: That would be a beauty to see him back in eight. I think um, you've got
0: to few yourself as well.
1: Yeah. Also, I kind of want to see just um just have Ramsey only have 20 for the Jags, be a little bit more unique during his uh, full career as a football player. But yeah, that's a fun one. Um First ones that I thought of um, was the Derrick Henry one, of course. I had Christian McCaffrey go back to number five, like he was at Stanford. That that would be pretty cool to see. Um, I had Dalvin Cook, an LSU guy, go back to four. I do have a Dalvin Cook jersey, and I think Dalvin Cook will look mighty fine in number four. Oh yeah. Oh. Stephon Diggs going to Stephon number one. Diggs, yeah, just Stephon Diggs at number one. There's got to be a receiver to get number one. That would be pretty cool. And um, then, of
0: course, Alvin Kamara. Kamara going back uh, to six. Number six as well.
1: Um, all really, really cool. Single-digit number changes. Um, I mean, know. We'll hope. I'm trying to think. Oh, because, more yes, Morstead retired. So number six right now is actually unavailable for the Saints. So if the roll passes, Kamara will most likely go to number six again, which would – that's a match made in heaven. Uh, Stephon Diggs number one, Odell number three. Like he was at LSU. Same thing for Calvin Ridley, number three. There's a lot of fun players out in the league that can really change their jerseys and you know get higher jersey sales that can make everything a little bit more popular. I
0: never understood those rules. Um, just, just, just real, real quick off the record, it just, they just don't make sense. It's like another rule change. A uh, rule that doesn't uh, make sense to me is the fact that in college basketball you can only wear the one, uh, digits 1 through 5 or also 0. You can also wear 0. Mm. Um, but, yeah, you can't wear digits 6 through 9. And I think it's just because when referees are announcing fouls, they have to use um, each hand yeah. to show 1 through 5. Um, still, though, I mean, you, you could let people wear the numbers they
1: want. Come yeah. on. Uh, the, the NFL, um, it, It's more for football, it's more just identifying players just much quicker. Um, so, like, oh, it's a 50 through 79. Okay, so this is an O-line guy or this is a D-line guy if it's, a, it's talking defense. So it's a lot more of just identifying. But um, what is it? It's a lot easier. Um, also, it's just more fun for the league. The NFL, I, I know the nickname is the No Fun League, but they've gotten more fun in years I, past. So I think, they, they're so, they're so, I think they, they took that
0: criticism and they actually made a little bit of change.
1: Yeah. I think this I think this may actually like be accepted because um, – The fact that celebrations are now a thing and it's now like promoted by the NFL to do it uh, makes even more sense that just changing the jersey numbers will be just a lot more fun in my eyes. I think the
0: NFL is starting to realize that people actually watch football when it's fun to watch. Yeah. Um. You know, simple as that. So good. Good job, NFL, taking those pointers. Um, Oh yeah. I think we have our uh, trivia segment to get into now, and uh, because this is the mock draft special episode. Uh, we are going to be doing a special format for it and Logan you can
1: take us into that real quick and tell us how it's gonna go. Alright so we know our mock drafts pretty well for this year but this mock this this draft hasn't happened yet but we can look back on last year's draft Uh, we can we should know we should know where these players were picked the team the problem is it's hard to remember it's been a year a lot of things have happened in the year trust me I know So right now I have a random number generator, 1 through 32. And I'm going to click the button, and it's going to take to a random pick in the first round. And we're going to have to name – we don't have to name the team. You just have to name the player. I feel like it will be – to see who got picked there. Um, You may get lucky and get one of the top 10 guys, but then maybe in the middle or even in the the 20s, uh, you may have to be a little harder. This is a more – I think this is more fair and more leveled out. Instead of us trying to get questions that really screw us, we're letting the numbers decide and our common football knowledge. So, so yeah. So we're gonna have um, we each have the draft up, and when it's our turn to guess, we'll have it up and our hands up, so we're not touching the mouse, going ooh ooh, going back and forth. Alrighty. So, um, you can run. I'll run the number generator, and I'll go first for the guess. So. Ah. Seventeen. Seventeen is the pick. Okay. Seventeen. Alright. I, I at least gotta help you out a little bit, I think. Um well sixteen was C D if I'm not no 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 C D was fifteen. Um who was i I'm trying to think. When this the Jags we draft Calavon Chason at eighteen, I think. Well twenty. Or we we drafted him at twenty? Okay. Yeah. Um Justin Jefferson was twenty two, Rieger was twenty one then. Um, Correct. So it it can't be a receiver because CD was 15. Oh man, this is this is literally the dead zone I was talking about. Like, oh man, who is taking it? Oh, oh, is it is it Austin Jackson from for the Miami
0: Dolphins? You're gonna be so mad at yourself because it's not a matter of remembering what team took what player, but just what spot they took him at. It was C.D. Lamb at number seventeen. It was CeeDee Lamb at seventeen. And Austin was Jackson was taking the pick right after. Oh, he was eighteen. I was so by close. Miami. That I, was impressive. Wow. You're going, you're going right through this list, naming off all these players. Wow. Just a little C.D. out of order. <laughs> I didn't
1: know. C, I didn't know he was that far. I thought he fell to fifteen. There you go. Oh no, because wasn't Judy fifteen, right? I can't. Jerry Judy was 15 That's overall right. of the Brights. That's right. I mean, I, I remember that Henry Ruggs was um the first guy taken. Right. right, I'm going to – What
0: what was uh, Ruggs taken again? Ruggs number was
1: taking 13, I 13. think. 13, all right. Generate. Uh, number eight. Number eight. I don't um, know. I don't have to guess. Who picked
0: eight again? I know it wasn't the Jets. Um, <laughs> what team – what division did this team play in? NFC West. <laughs> the NFC West. Oh, uh, was it Herbert?
1: That—that's the. AFC Oh, wait, the West. AFC West. My bad. Uh, so we got
0: Seahawks. We got wow. I'm totally blanking here. <laughs> Seahawks, Rams. I can't even remember the four teams in the NFC West right now. Uh, Niners, Cardinals. <laughs> Niners, Cardinals. Ugh, man. It would really help if I remembered what player, uh, what team it was. First, um, I think I'm just gonna have to go with one of the one of the one of one of the picks that was further up uh me remembering correctly. Mm.
1: Um, number eight. To help you remember number eight. Number eight. You should know when the quarterbacks were drafted to help you clear your mind. I don't even I, I'm I'm gonna be real. I didn't even pay
0: great attention to last year's draft oh. just because of quarantine and everything else. Mm. Um hmm. I know it wasn't um it wasn't an offensive lineman, I'm sure. It was not an
1: offensive lineman.
0: Because I, I I remember at least where a couple of them were selected. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, come on, Matt. Just throw someone. Names. Just throw a name out uh, there. Man.
0: Okuda was three. Thomas was four. Um, I can't even think of any of the names that were drafted around there. I'm completely Dol- blank. Dolphins were five, and Chargers were six. That's the most <laughs> I'll help you with. All right, so Herbert was at 6. You know, I I give up
1: on this one. You're going to give up? <laughs> I'm going to give up. It was Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah I, I knew Simmons. For the Cardinals. And yeah, I, knew, I was not going to remember I that. knew exactly when it said 8. I'm like, oh, my gosh, because I got so mad. Because I saw Isaiah Simmons slipping, and I wanted the Jags to take him so bad. Um, but, you know, the Jags ended up taking C.J. Henderson at number 9. already. Uh, oh, yeah, I got to get, get the number generator, and then I can... Okay, so for, so we're both 0 for 1 here. Oh, my gosh! Number 2 was the number. Here, you can see it. Yeah, it's number Chase 2. Chase Young. Chase Not, Young. That's easy. That's it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, random number generator. Nice. That easy. was easy. <laughs> Holy cow. All right. Well, one, what, uh, one, one for two there. One What a break. All right, here you go. Number generated. Number seven, the pick right before Isaiah Simmons. <laughs> yeah, no. It's a good thing I didn't really
0: look at the draft, um the draft afterwards to check because I would have I I would have been able
1: to just identify this yeah. real quick. Um He I I don't uh, yeah. Um Who was picked between Justin Herbert and Isaiah Simmons? Who was picked right there at seven? I can't even say team name because the team name will give it away. <laughs> Um, I feel like it was an offensive lineman here. Nope, D lineman. No, it wasn't. D lineman. Man, now I now I really
0: should be able to know. I wish I paid better attention to last year's draft. At least I paid good attention to this year's. He was the
1: second D lineman <laughs> taken in the draft. So, um, he's an inside D lineman. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not remembering this one either. I'm. I'm I apologize. SEC. Man. SEC inside defensive lineman. Nope. <laughs> Uh, you give up? I give up. Derek Brown at number seven to the Carolina Panthers. I should pay better attention to these defenses, <laughs> man. <laughs> but it's all right.
0: I'll 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 even take the – I feel like if it was an offensive player, I'd know it better. Um, mm. Honestly, like I, I, I really started to pay attention to off season and all that stuff uh, in, in, in making these episodes with you. I mean, mm. uh, I've, I've obviously done my research, I mean, for that now. I wish I paid better attention to the draft in all last year. I paid mostly yeah. attention just for – Uh, my teams and all that, but yeah, that's alright, but I'm 0 for 2 and
1: maybe I'll get a lucky one on number 3 yeah, maybe so okay, Um, I mean it's been sticking with the top 10 um, which is very interesting, so generate my hand is up, 16 okay, 16 alright so CD was 17, Austin Jackson was 18, Jay Judy was 15, who picked after them? Who in the world picked after the Broncos? Okay. No, too early. Worf was 13, Ruggs was 12, and Kinlaw was 14. And it was Jerry Judy, 15, 16. I rem- it was a random player, too. It wasn't a random player. Was it wasn't random? Uh, I'll give
0: you, I guess, a little bit hint. What's um, the division? NFC South. NFC team. South. Uh, and it was a
1: defensive player picked. Okay. Okay. Okay, it's um, it's AJ Terrell for the Falcons at 16. It's AJ Terrell is the correct answer, so two
0: of three correct. Man,
1: you know your draft good. I mean, also, this isn't like, yeah. <laughs> I watched a lot of the uh, urinating tree uh, uh, round, round one analysis where he roasts all teams unless they made great picks. Oh, my goodness. That's fair. Was, Let me hop
0: off here and then see if I get lucky here. Number my third number try. Number
1: 19. Number 19. So we had Austin Jackson, 18. Clay Von Chason was 20. Who was picked at number 19? The best guess I can give you is Tristan Wirfs. It's not Tristan Wirfs. I, I'm not going to count that as your answer. <laughs> I will I'll give you the team. I mean, he's got to be somewhere. Because there. the That's player fun. is going to be much harder. Okay. It is the 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 Las Vegas Raiders picked here. And what do the Raiders usually do? In the in in the draft. Well, what do they usually do? Hmm. I'll tell you one thing: the year before they took Cleveland Farrell at four. So they like the reach on players. <laughs> uh,
0: I wish I, I think that out of all of the teams in the NFL, like I know the least about the Raiders roster. Um, <laughs> like especially their defensive side. The only one I play on them in Madden, I, I think I remember a couple of them. I usually uh, user Nick Quietkowski. Um, hmm. But I'm gonna have to take a rain check on number 19 too. Uh, I'm a little sad, but it's okay.
1: I'm being honest with you. This was probably the the third hardest one in the entire in the entire draft. I would think so. This was Damon Arnett out of Ohio State when they reached on him. And Who? This, Damon Arnett, know. the other Ohio State corner. Hasn't done this season, anyways. Um, well, let's see here on Wikipedia. All it says is he's from Chicago. Let me look up Damon Arnett's stance. Let's see. How well he played uh, this past year. Um, pro Football Focus played in nine games, started seven, uh, two deflections, um, twenty-five uh, sacks, twenty-one of them were solo. So, I mean, hey, he's a good, good, cool. good guy behind. Nice, I like it. I Ooh. like it. Uh, nice, nice job. Ew, coverage though. Seventy-eight percent coverage. Yikes. Twenty-five completions to thirty-two targets. I thought DB is horrible. Oof! That's All right, really
0: so uh, so I I guess I apologize, uh, Raiders fans. He's a good
1: tack, good tackler. That's about it. All
0: right. Well, we'll take that. Um, Logan, I am blown away by the by the fact that you remembered the draft from last year all down well. Of them. I'm very impressed. <laughs> I gotta
1: say. Well, I, one one was a gimme. One one, was one gimme. I named, but I didn't know he was at seventeen. And then one, and then um, at sixteen was um, you said NFC South, and I knew exactly who what team it was, and then it got me the player. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, well there you have it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really hope uh, to all listeners out there that this episode uh, was enjoyable to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we went through at a decent pace there with uh, with a lot of the later guys. You don't want to focus too much on every player there. I suppose that's kind of when everybody starts to uh, tune out, Mm -hmm. like around like the 7th, 8th overall pick, unless it's their team. Yeah. Um, But anyways, regardless, um, we had a fun time putting this thing together, putting it together our mock drafts and debating them. Yeah. so signing off uh, for two weeks. I, w- I mean, what should we do in two weeks with uh, with respect to this episode?
1: I mean, if you're here in Tallahassee, we oh, could, I will we, be. Okay, then me and you, we, we can, should do a
0: live. We could do like a live I special say, or something. We
1: could try to go live, or if we're if the live thing is weird, then we'll probably just record our reactions and then we could do like we could do um, and then cut up the highlights and stuff. We could for, do that. We could do after day one, like before day two. We could very well do yeah. that as well. Yeah. So. Um, it, so yeah, so in the next episode um, expect us recording um, either draft day or um, day two. Um, like we said, so, it's, it's finals week next week. Yeah, so give us give us some give us a, you know give us some leeway here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but expect an episode in two weeks. Um, and yeah, so looking forward to. We'll be talking. We'll have probably reactions to the draft immediately in our next episode, either live or right after. So very fun. Very fun times. I can't wait for draft day. How about, I don't know about you. I can't so. wait either. I know, um, again, like I said,
0: um, I know finals end around the 23rd, but I will be sticking around for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I know you will be. 100 oh, uh, we, we, we all better be getting together for the draft. Um, until then, though, uh, signing off, I'm Matt Lagana.
1: I'm Logan Eilers. All right, we'll
0: talk to you all in two weeks for the NFL Draft. Thanks for listening.